What's up, y'all? What's up? How's it going? Yeah, we're live. Oh, oh hey. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a, you're already live, so we just transitioned. It's called a yeah, we just soft over. intro. Yeah, it's called a flaccid intro. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me limp, one of them limp dick intros. <laughs> the limp intro. Uh, I had an art pen once upon a time. And I can't find... Oh, never mind. End of story. Um, good man. How's everybody else? Wait, that was, been, it? that was it. Did you win? I thought you were gonna give us. I had an art pen. <laughs> it rolled very far. Draws away. on his camera. Did you guys win your game? No, we didn't. Yeah, it was all for nothing. Yeah, we were third though. We kind of got um, we didn't we made one improper rotation and got gate kept. Yep. We walked into a group that had uh, the higher ground and just continued end to, zone. End zone, yeah, and just continued to shoot at us as we tried to get in a safe spot. We downed one, and I should have downed a second, but for whatever reason, I've been bad at this game all day. It's okay, man. It's not bad. I think we're doing better in, in ranked right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Jabril said, geez, about time. Uh, Tech, he also likes your higher angle. What's up, everybody? It's Bounty Boy. Thank you. It's May 20th. Yeah. It's fucking May 20th. God. Um, but yeah, it's the 93rd episode of Bounty Board, your favorite video game podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Caleb, Lubwub. You can see my gamer tag and Twitter handle above me. Uh, to my south is the Sketch Sawyer. What's up? Hello. <laughs> uh, to my southeast is Tech Supreme. Tech Supreme. Hi, everybody. Love it. And to my direct east is Sergeant Sodium. Hello. Hello, yes. Um, yeah, we're talking about games. We've been playing a lot of Apex the last couple of days, Tech and I, and uh, we haven't won a game, and it feels really bad. It feels dreadful. It feels really <laughs> but, bad. But, you know, it, there's good games in there, and yeah. there's really good kills in there. Man, we had a game where, hard. like, you had five kills, and I had four kills, and we both had over a thousand damage, and we still didn't fucking win. Yeah. Somebody with 200 damage won. <laughs> Some asshole who fired one shot. <laughs> um, it was, But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I uh, have the I have the problem where I frequently forget to use abilities, which is a really yeah. big problem. And the last time <laughs> that and the last time that happened, Tech turned to toxicity to remind me. LB Caleb, does something. Caleb like, said, he was like, he was like, I had a feeling there was a team in these buildings, and I said, well, it would have been amazing if one of us had a character with a click of a button can scan the buildings and reveal everyone's location, and he was Bloodhound. <laughs> yeah, it was uh I'm not proud of it, all right. It hurt. Well. It definitely hurt. <laughs> oh, fooey, tough enough. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Cuz I killed I killed I knocked two and the last one got me with like no health left. Yeah, it happens. It happens. So yeah. <laughs> uh so Ryan, you got home from work recently, took a shower and uh this I was about that shower. How was yeah. it? <laughs> Today in the news, we talk about Ryan's shower. <laughs> the hot I washed topic. my private. Have you ever had? Have you ever had a, a beer in the shower? No. It's great. You should try it. No. Hey, ben, did I tell you there's a commercial on? Um, I think it was like a Miller Lite commercial that just specifically talked about beer yeah. showers. Yeah. yeah. I never knew it was a thing, but it's yeah. kind of amazing. It's catching on. It's great. <clears throat> The, the flavor of your beer changes. You can have the most watered-down, normal-ass beer, and it'll taste 
like a freaking vanilla milkshake or something. It's really weird. The, yeah, yeah, I'm serious. The taste changes. I guess, I don't know. It's awesome. I only do it in extreme circumstances, like, and this is as extreme as I my lifestyle gets. After mowing the lawn. That's pretty extreme. But like, I haven't had I'm a very like, hard life. That's right. But if I'm like, <laughs> I haven't yeah, had if a I'm very just, hard life. Or if I spent, you know, a few hours in the garage and I'm just dripping in sweat and covered in grease and grass or whatever. Yeah, get in the shower. Pulling around in grease and grass, huh? That's right. <laughs> um, in the garage. Well, man stuff. <laughs> man stuff. Um, <laughs> or like, you know, I might do it tomorrow after my trip around the park you know that would be perfect yeah, not roll it. around in the grass but <laughs> i'm gonna throw a bunch of grass in my garage and then roll around it. actually my my garage is tiled so That's it's, awesome. little, it's very clean i sweep it um every time i get home from a ride or something it's very yeah. clean it's very nice very, you know how very i know nice i'm old i want to cut my grass so bad but it's been raining like every single day i did it today i, did I had the wife do it today while i was at work because that's the only time that it didn't rain was today wife grass <laughs> you know how I know. You know how I know. Tech's old. <laughs> it's the third time he started a sentence with that in the last three hours. <laughs> I feel, I'm feeling my age right now, dude. Yeah, yeah. man. The, the I mean, gym kinda... gives me mortality, and um, <laughs> I miss it. Sure. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, so anyway, I, I was bringing up. I was making a segue, believe it or not, talking about Ryan seg- taking a shower and washing segue himself. Ruined. Because, yes, because Zack Snyder is going to attempt to wash his influence over Justice League and make it watchable for a lot of people on HBO Max. He's going to scrub that bitch. Let me tell you what's going to happen. He's going to scrub that bitch. Sorry, Tech, go ahead. Everyone's going to watch it, and everyone's going to be like, it's trash. Just the way the same way they did the original movie, and it's just going to be that. And there's going to be all this anticipation for nothing. What if it's the opposite? What if it's, what if it shows up and it's fucking incredible? I don't think and we have be. to, and we have to come to grips with the fact that Joss Whedon isn't perfect. All right, but so you well, have Joss to, Whedon is not perfect already. What no. he did with Avengers, yeah. right? So right, you have right, to know, right. looking at movies that could have been saved in the edit, like Fan Fan Four Stick, which is Fantastic Four, but because they put the four in the logo, it looks like Fan Four Stick. And then Suicide Squad. There are elements of the movies that are just bad, regardless of what in what order you see them, right? So yeah. like, um. There, yeah, there are elements of uh, Justice League that might not be redeemable, to, regardless of what order you put it in or adding a new scene or whatever. But I do appreciate Zack Snyder's uh, previous films, so um, I don't know. Plus, plus he's had how many years since it came out worth of feedback, and you know, he's not. He's not immune to all the neg- negativity out there, so he might have come at it under a, with a new lens, right? Sure. I don't know. But he not, says, not like he said in an interview, it's going to be different. Okay, so he did his, he did a whole bunch of shoots that didn't get included. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, that, every movie's it, got like hours worth of extra footage usually. Just about. Okay. What if this changes public perception of the movie, and all of a sudden they they, they go back to like oh. Batman has been Affleck might work, and Superman with, with Henry Cavill might work. Yeah, they could, sure. they could, because technically Matt uh, Reeves or Ben Reeves, Matt Reeves, Matt, Matt Reeves, Batman takes place in the nineties. Yeah, so Ben Affleck's Batman could still be him. Mm-hmm. Um, Just twenty years. You're not going to be able to convince Ben though. He's, he's out. There's no way. 
there's it, that it, one interview with Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, and you can see him his face. The yeah, defeat. he's just like. <laughs> he was so bad. <laughs> He's just so defeated. It's awful. Yeah, it's very bad. But that, um, these movies drove him to alcoholism, so he quit these superhero movies for his health. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. the, there's not. I don't know a genre in the movie world with fans that insane, right? With that diehard, that opinionated. No, 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 like there's no. like rom com fans. Oh Star yeah, Wars Star fans. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Comic book and Star Wars fans. Even Star Trek fans are more forgiving. A, a whole series comes out; it's not for them. They're just like, "Well, eh, this series isn't for me," and they'll go watch the series that they like. Yo, yeah. you want to know what the you know what the, the thing Trekkies is? are smarter than Star Wars fans. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not even yes, that. It's are. not even that. <laughs> it's true. It's though. Even, it's, it might it's not be, though. but it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it is. Straight up, is it's the the it's the time effect, right? Like Doctor Who has been around for like seventy years. So when one's bad, you've got a lot of other shit to watch, and you can get over it. Star Trek is like sixty years old. Like if it's bad, if one's bad, you've got twelve different runs and six movies that you can like. Yeah, whatever. There's a ton. Star Wars only has one saga, and it's only nine films. There's not sixty years of television. Nine and films comic- is a lot. It's not when you look at a forty-five minute show that's been running for sixty-five years. Well, no, the sh- the show. Okay, but each. But this each, is what I'm saying is like the fans of the MCU, is, the fans of the DCEU, the, the fans of Star Wars have less material mm-hmm. to say, I don't need that. I've got all this. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The pressure's okay, on Star Wars because they have a small funnel of opportunity for the fans. Like they have a very yeah. small funnel of, of information they can give fans. Star Trek has 60 years, dude. You, don't, you, you can say. Um, Space Nine is trash, but I love Next Generation and be completely fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Voyager or anything, even the, the new ones, which I didn't even watch. Yeah, the Picard, you know, like I didn't see that, but yeah, there's years and years of, of extra, extra Star Trek and extra other stuff, and so like the DC movies and Marvel movies and uh, Star Wars movies have an uphill battle because they've got a, a young and very fresh memoried fan base that but at the same time the source material is just as old if not older so they that pressure is not as intense as if they had this these stories to create for the yeah i would i would agree with that until you see how people react about the dc movies right like yeah there's there's like 60 years of batman comics but when batman's bad on screen people fucking devour him but when has he been bad on films outside of the um uh what's the guy's name george clooney like when has he been bad? Well, George Clooney. Yeah, that was the bad yeah. one. Yeah, and I don't I know think, why. I don't know why Ben Affleck caught so much flack. He didn't deserve ben, it. Ben Affleck. If you if you micro if you look at it micro, he did a great job. Yeah, look in, at just in and of itself. Yeah. yeah, like he was a great Bruce Wayne. I mean, the shit he first time you see him, he's running towards fuck as Bruce Wayne. He's running towards a a building collapsing. Yeah, yeah. Like he's bad. Uh, yeah, I his. I think his thing was that just there's a lot of people that hate Ben Affleck. So it's just like, fuck that guy as Batman. Yep. Like, yep. They were like, he was such a bad daredevil. This this Batman sucks because it's Ben Affleck. Like, we're getting that. We're we're getting that with Robert Pattinson too. Yep. Twilight boy. Like, no. Just like Ben Affleck wasn't only. I'm gonna be very upset. (laughs) Yeah, just because Ben Affleck wasn't. Performance might sparkle. If he cries, (laughs) that'd be great. Why? It's a little dramatic cry. If he has a wolf sidekick, I'm, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I don't want. 
I don't want Robert Pattinson's Batman to cry because the only instance I can see Batman crying in a movie is if he sees his parents die again, and I'm tired of that shit. We're yeah. moving on. Uh, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> we don't need origin stories anymore. Um, speaking of movies, Netflix is loading a fuck ton of them into its service starting in June, including, and I'm not going to read through all these because it's fucking ridiculous, but we're getting Starship Troopers. We're getting V for Vendetta back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all Dogs Go to Heaven, because I know Ben's been waiting for that one to come on there. Um, Act of mm-hmm. Valor, uh, fucking Priest, Observe and Report, The Boy, a ton of shit uh, on June 1st. And then on top of that, we're also Zodiac. going to be getting Zodiac, which, yeah. I mean, if you need, we were talking about Jake Gyllenhaal recently, somewhere. Absolutely phenomenal. It seems great. left out usually when people are talking about Fincher, but it shouldn't be. It's phenomenal. No, it's very good. Um, we're also getting the last couple, the last season of 13 Reasons Why. We're getting season five of Queer Eye. Lots of stuff. So everyone who's still at home, you got a lot of stuff coming to Netflix in a few short days. Um, Take-Two Interactive, this is actually kind of fucking crazy. Take-Two Interactive has a lot of shit planned for the next three years. Um, but for those of you, games? <laughs> for those of you unfamiliar, um, because 93 games sounds ridiculous. So Take-Two has said... There are 93 games planned by March 2025, including 15 ports from current-gen platforms to next-gen platforms. Um, <clears throat> the That still leaves 63. Yeah. Says, of these, 63 are core gaming experiences. But that's 17. Like take two new launch platforms. Take-Two is huge. Take-Two has big companies, like big take game developers underneath them. Rockstar, yeah, Take-Two is Rockstar. Games. Yeah, exactly. Like, Sorry, that's a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah, Take Two, Rockstar, Two K Games, Private Division, and Social Point. What's that? What's Social Point? I don't know what Social Point is. Private Division is uh, Disintegration and Outer Worlds. Two um, K Games is all the sports games. Oh, um, Social Point's mobile. Okay, and then Rockstar is Red Dead, right. Grand Theft Auto. Obviously, we're going mm-hmm. to get a GTA Six this generation. We're going to get a Red Dead remaster, I imagine. We're gonna get a bully game, I think. I don't know how they're gonna do that, actually, because the the world's kind of turned on bully jeez, as care. a concept. Jeez, I don't care. Holy love jeez. That game. Holy jeez, I don't care about a bully People game. People love that game. Yeah, great. We'll come back to it because it's part of a nostalgic conversation, right? Um, and then, finally, in news today, um, and this is bananas, it caught me completely by surprise, um, We've I I brought up a couple times that um, the Mafia trilogy was teased in the last couple weeks. Uh, well, they got formally announced with actual footage, and they were available to download as soon as the commercial, the trailer yeah. ended. I love it when people do that shit, man. So you can get Mafia Two Definitive Edition and Mafia Three Definitive Editions, Mafia Two with a reskin, um, re- uh, remaster. Uh, now and then in August, Mafia or the original game, the definitive edition, is going to be coming out, and it's not just a remaster; it's a ground-up remake, like Resident Evil Two. So it's going to have all the things from the game, yeah. But they rebuilt it with sy- new systems, uh, a new, a whole new engine. It's in a whole new engine. It's got to have new dialogue, new cutscenes, new features. It looks good, man. It does, and from the things that I've read, they are some of the best mafia crime story games you can play. So, like, getting all three for fifty bucks isn't terrible. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so might get that on PlayStation. See if see if Kim's into it. She likes crime dramas. 
Yeah, crime. What's wrong with crime dramas? They're pretty great. They're yeah. pretty great. Yeah, I mean, see? That's, <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but speaking of remasters and remakes, that's yeah. something that's happening a lot recently, and only recently have I had my first... Not emotional. I haven't had an emotional response to one yet. But the first response where I was like, oh shit, I'm going to play that with Tony Hawk. And so I have a question for y'all. Does nostalgia work on you? I will say um, a very small fraction. Very small. Well, can you define that fraction? Like, what does it have to t- What boxes does it have to tick to tick text boxes? <laughs> it, I don't think- <laughs> <laughs> I think we've advanced so much in technology that it's difficult for my current technology brain to enjoy the Stuff degradation that looks like shit. <laughs> of yeah. the game. And it will bring me back, if I play it, it will bring me back to that time, that point in life, right? Um, we played GoldenEye at this arcade bar, oh, and it did yeah. bring me back to, like, the college years and my friends then and us, like, huddled around TVs playing this game. But the actual experience of the game was not fun. It was just trash. 30-inch screen split four ways. Yeah, it basically makes yeah. me feel like, we like this? What the fuck? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it was all we had back then. Yeah, so you're like, you're like, like yeah. dude, man, this is great, but I don't want to play it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it, a few games it works well with, right? Like, yeah. if I, I can go play Tetris and have a ball, right? Yeah. Timeless. Yeah. Timeless. But I've, like, I've played twin stick, twin stick shooters, and when I pick up Goldeneye, I want to vomit. <laughs> it's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so Interesting. It, for me, it, just, it, it doesn't hold up at all. Okay. But, like, it, it is fun in certain situations, right? Like, we go to, excuse me, Up Down Bar, and we're playing Ninja Turtles. We're playing, you know, something that we used to play. That's fun. Hmm. Legitimately fun. But if I'm at home, nothing. <laughs> like, does nothing for me. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if that's the arcade like effect, right? If you're mm-hmm. playing on a cabinet, is it okay that it looks meh because that's what arcade cabinets are? And can you imagine playing a photorealistic game on an arcade? I can't think of a photorealistic arcade cabinet. No. Nope. So we just kind of does it, do we just kind of dumb down our expectations and go, oh yeah, it's an arcade cabinet. Fuck it. We, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's certain Nowadays. games too. I think it's certain sure. games that just don't hold up, like yeah. Super Mario Three. I could play it today and have a good time. Yep. Simple. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, I could play the uh, Zelda, the Adventures of uh, Link to whatever, the Legend of Zelda 91, yeah, yeah. and have a great time, like, and still enjoy yeah. it, even though it's, it's not great graphics. Um, but if I play Pilot Wings, which I used to love as a kid, literal trash. <laughs> literal, literal garbage. Garbaggio. Garbaggio, honey. I could play like, Mar- Zero, Mario Kart and- still holds up. Like in Mario 64 Kart Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. that stuff holds up. Tell but me then, like, why Pilot Wings doesn't hold up. It is clunky. It is. is. Yeah, Pilot Wings is a game that I played as a kid that I, I love loved. Yeah, like, me too. I loved it. And yeah, I, I played it game. on my Switch recently and crashed and burned every single time I tried. <laughs> like, I just, it was so clunky and just all over the place. I just hated it. And you didn't want to get good, huh? No. Does no, right. no, because if I want if I <laughs> want motivation that, was all gone. I can go get Ace Combat and and have a better experience. Hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. That's definitely if, a well so better experience. What, is what's required for nostalgia to hold up? Why is it that some things last and some things don't? I think is I personally. I'm, I'm over. I'm over talking. Last point. You're I fine. You're fine. I think you're a co-host, sir. You can talk as much as you want. <laughs> I think it's because of actual 
um, quality of game, we yeah. just don't know it then, right? I love right. Madden 95, but I played it, and it's not fun. But Tecmo Bowl <laughs> is still fun. And back then, Madden 95 was greater than Tecmo Bowl. It was more popular. More people played it. I played it more. But Tecmo Bowl is more fun now just because the gameplay is just a little bit more fun. Yeah, yeah I think it's, I think you're going to run into that with games that are were you may not have realized it like you said at the time but they were ahead of their time yeah right like i still i can still play nfl 2k5 and fuck with that game because it was the last yeah the last 2k football game and it was good and it was good and it's still fun i played that game a couple years ago and it was like the first time i'd played it in six or seven years and i saw a tackle i've never seen that i didn't (laughs) think the game did i was like what the what and i played that game so much as a kid um well, yeah, I think I think the text on to something like it's got to be something that's better than what it was before than what was available. Right. Um, not just in like how much fun you had, like the Halo games remastered, right? Halo one was like. It, it was cool to go back, but that game's slow. Yeah, the game's very slow. And while it was like outside of the box for most for, it was one of the first first person shooters on console. Um, now that we've moved past that, that that's not as stunning anymore but halo 2 which had a really really good story for a first person shooter still fucking slaps and that game is really solid and halo 3 is really solid and those games stick around i think because they were pushing the envelope they were doing something that first person shooters didn't try to do very much so ben what's your what's your take on nostalgia well, I mean, uh, I wrote a whole page of notes about it. It's multi-tiered, right? I think. <laughs> All right. Should we let Ryan go first? Uh, I do <laughs> have kidding. a lot go of ahead. questions for Ryan because he. Uh, I don't know your gaming history as much, um, but just to answer the question first, for me, uh, it's everything. Everything is measured by what we've accomplished already. Uh, everything is fun because it used to be fun in some more primitive fashion. Mario is still Mario because Mario was Mario at one point. Like Mario Maker is what Mario 3 was. Even yeah, sure. Mario Galaxy is still what Toasters Mario 3 toast, was. Toast, 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 toast. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, Call of Duty's not that much different than Medal of Honor. Really, it's not. It's faster. There's perks and shit. But like, twin stick shooters haven't evolved much. So we'll get more into that stuff. But for me, it's everything. I love all the games I'm playing lately feel like either a nod to nostalgia or just feels directly nostalgic. Like I played Jet Lancer this week and that is just a, a pixel sp- spaceship. Well, now, do fighter, you mean... fighter jet shooter, you know, it just felt hmm. like they used the Super Nintendo's tool set <laughs> but boosted it 300% and now it's faster or whatever. And then now, um, do you mean nostalgia? I, I, I'm, I have one question. Are mm-hmm. you lumping nostalgia and nostalgic and derivative together because uh, saying everything is nostalgic to me doesn't really hit because not everything reminds me of something we can break from before down. but stuff is definitely derivative yeah I mean of course everything is right like well and yeah, one of those things most you know because one of the topics is you know the infinite machine of sequels and remasters right that's what we're stuck in it's like oh another Assassin's Creed another Halo another division another it's always sequels and like oh you don't want a sequel how about a remaster it's just like that's we're stuck in this machine but um uh that's it's always been there but for me nostalgia always motivates me for purchases like jet lancer like 
um, Streets of Rage Four. Like holy shit! Yeah, but these, right? aren't these like on these new games though? Like Jet Lancer is that a new game? That is. Like, they may be using it? old technology. They might be they're using not. old technology. Like I mean, they're I'm making it look old. Like, look, an old art like, style. Yeah, they're going yeah. for old art style. So th- is that the same? That's not the same as nostalgia. Like that, it may hit that tone because you like the art style, but that's not like that's not this. You're not you. I'm saying that I think I like the way Jet Lancer looks because it makes me feel like I'm playing Super Nintendo. It looks like a vintage video game. It looks retro. Interesting. When I think of when I think of nostalgia in games, my brain goes to old games, not new games that look old. Exactly. That's my like uh, to me. To me, Hyperlight Drifter wasn't nostalgic. Hyperlight Drifter was a new game. Hyperlight Drifter felt like Zelda was upgraded to Devil May Cry fight mechanics like it just felt but the big difference is like a, ma- a remake is specifically built on nostalgia as a core selling point mm-hmm. and hyperlight drifter was not i disagree drifter, wholeheartedly hyperlight drifter was built with a strong reverence to its source material because it very much drew from the zelda ethos but okay. i don't think he sold that as well i don't think that heart machine question, which is what is nostalgia well, that, I mean, that's yeah, the sure. thing, right? I can say I like synthwave, but that doesn't mean I like '80s film soundtracks and, and video game sound music, right? Like, right. that's it's mm, you comparing. Uh, you lost me. How how, how no, do you not? Have you listened to the a, Nightmare on Elm Street soundtracks? They're fucking listen, incredible. There's a thousand, pe- there's millions of people who love synthwave who've yeah. never heard an '80s song. Mm. And true. So, th- so it's two different. It's, conversations. it's a genre now. Yeah, it's two different conversations. Eight-bit games are a genre. 16-bit games are a genre. A sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with a happy personal association. Yeah, I don't think that... We need that defined specifically for games. We may have to define that for games. What is a nostalgic game? Today we solve nostalgia in video games. We do. (laughs) The gang. We're going to send it. A desire to return to an earlier time. An example of nostalgia is the craving to be back in college again. So... If I'm, I'm playing Hyperlight Drifter and it feels like Zelda, those are nostalgic. You're feelings. nostalgic okay, you for Zelda, nostalgic though. You're not nostalgic. Feelings. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you feel about nostalgia, like the game, like the like actual games, like revisited? I think that's the question is. I think that's what the question is. Like, like the question is, what is required for nostalgia to hold up? Like, yeah, I guess reformatting it to today's standards is great, which is what you're mm-hmm. talking about. But like. Does the does the old games that we played as a kid or teenager or young adult does that ha- add, hold up to today's standards? I think Sonic is going to be Sonic forever. Yeah. Well, but I, I don't <laughs> think certain games are going to be certain games forever. No. I think a lot of it's no. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Some games were great at the time, and then they yeah they just don't hold up anymore. Like Star Fox was incredible, but you play it now and it's slow. It's like five frames per second. Like, ugh, this is kind of unplayable. <laughs> First off, why is there Star- not a newer one? Star Fox 64, <laughs> however, is silky smooth. Star Fox 64, 64 yeah. might be timeless. What did you guys but, say? But, 64 but, is timeless. But Star Fox is easily the most fucking neglected franchise that Nintendo has power over. Yep. And I fucking hate that there's not a current day Star Fox game. Fuck them. Anyway, moving on. I thought the last one on the DS or whatever the equivalent is, the 3DS or whatever handheld, was fine. <laughs> nah. I thought, it, I thought it was good. I thought it felt like a true sequel. No. No, it felt like a game made for handhelds. Oh, they recently released Star Fox 2. The the lost sequel. The one they canceled. They re-released that. Late, or actually officially released it. I want a new Star Fox game. 
Yeah. I've never played a minute of Star Fox. It's dope. It's, it's dope. That's like it was dope. not watching Ghostbusters. Yo, but like, let's talk you. about nostalgia for a second, right? Because Final Fantasy VII just fucking re-came out. And yeah. its launch was huge. And then people... Happy to have contributed to that. People liked it. A lot yeah. of people really liked it. Some people were really upset because it wasn't the original game. Right? It was the first chunk. And, like, they spent $60 on a game that's longer 30 years ago than on a game that came out now. Um, it's so good, though, that I was in an art chat. Uh, it was as a Google Meet with, like, 10 other artists the other day. And one of the people in there said, it's so good that I will gladly play six, pay $60 for the next chunk. Yeah, I, sure. Even if it's think, not the finish. I feel like that's a risk, though. And that, I think there's you're going to get two separate reactions to that and very little middle ground, right? Like, But it's a 50-hour game. They're 50-hour chunks. Yeah, but imagine if you... Like, imagine it's not if you Skyrim don't... chunks where here's an open world to spend as much time as you want. No, it's 50 hours of content. Imagine no if you grind. were the old-school kind of dude that doesn't watch trailers and doesn't want to get overhyped about a thing, mm-hmm. and you know Final Fantasy Remake's coming, and you find out the release date, and then you buy it. I mean, not knowing what it is, and you buy very, Final Fantasy VII Remake, not Chapter 1, not Part it. 1 Remake, that's a and the very, game ends when you leave Shinra. That's a very niche demographic you're listing. That's that's, sure. arcani- that's arcing back, hearkening back arcaning. to the, before even the internet where people didn't know what they were buying. Now that's willful ignorance. I'm not going to adjust arguments right, for but, people. But what if we had those like, people? I don't know what I'm buying. Now I'm upset. Well, that's your <laughs> fault, dummy. <laughs> like, what, what if we what if we have those people that are like, I really want to play this game a hell of a lot. I've been waiting for this forever, mm-hmm. but now I'm gonna have to spend at least uh, I have to spend uh, sixty dollars for this little chunk. Whenever it's not little, but I, I I mean, but it's not the full game. Also, right. It's so, not half of the game. It's not even half of the game. <laughs> yeah, like the people are like, I've been waiting for this to happen forever, and now I have I think, to pay three times as much to as, play part of a game. As of yeah. as as one voice of many on the internet, I will tell you that this game feels handmade, handcrafted. I know it's probably made with sure. thousands of people, but Definitely this is, is fifty hours of extreme detail and minutia, like like holy shit levels of detail. It's a love letter sure. to the game that was, and Aren't it feels because it's overused cliche term, but it it's uh it feels. Like so, the most beautiful homage to the original, and it just it doesn't feel possible, Ryan specifically, since you meant, made this point, it doesn't feel possible that they could have remade that entire game in this amount of time. Because have you have you played Witcher? Yeah, Witcher three was made in seven years. Yeah, it's got three hundred hours of content in it. It's, it's one of the world. most widely regarded games as one of the best for its like story. And Final Fantasy VII was not 300 hours, and they had 19 years to make it. They didn't spend 19 years making it. So let me right. That's their mistake. Gave me an accurate timetable (laughs) of actual production years. But but they had as much time as they wanted in that 19 year span to make it, and instead they decided to spend three. Well, you can't say that they spent the most time that they could on it. No, I'm, I'm saying that when they you can't say to, that it doesn't feel possible for it to have contained the whole game when games. When they come said out, they we're making have, a remake, yeah, that's the start of our timeline to now. That chunk of time, I'm saying my unprofessional opinion, it was impossible to remaster all of Final Fantasy VII in that amount of time. 
I'm saying. Final Fantasy VII is a big fucking game. What, another 10 years? When all the hardware changes? <laughs> That's suicide. It was announced in 2015. So five years. This feels five like a five-year-old game. This feels like God of War. This feels like Horizon Zero Dawn. This feels like... Witcher 3 is a five-year-old game, though. I don't I'm care. Saying. It's open world. It's different. It's side quests. It's blah, blah. It's, it's a it's a Skyrim game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? Sure. But this Witcher's... is 50 hours of, of hand-holding, like, go this way, constant dial, like, like Splinter Cell, yeah. like, no yeah, fluff. Sure. Yeah, no, there's no sure. grind. You can't even go anywhere to grind. I don't think that I don't think that Witcher Three has that. I think if you combined all of the story of the Witcher Three game and its DLC that came out, it would be if you just went straight through that. It's fifty to sixty to seventy hours of manicured written content. Okay, so then your three hundred hour doesn't work for me. So if if but they did all of they did all of that they did all of they spent that much time making a seventy hour game. That also included an additional 200 hours of extra shit you could do in an open world. And we know from history, Final Fantasy VII, after you leave Midgar, you get a airship eventually and fly yeah. around a big open world with much less yeah, manicured yeah, it's stories not later. It is impossible. Plus, they added so much. It's not just a remake. They've added so much. Well, it's a remake. It's not but, a remaster. Okay, sure. But yeah. they added so much content and characters oh, that back it's... And it's, red. it's um, it's not the same game, and I could see how people would be upset, but my personal opinion is that I love it. But see, now, but to bring it back to our, our topic for the night, that game sold you on its nostalgia, not because of how it looked, because it doesn't look like the original game, right? but because Some of, of, it what, because of what it's about, because of what it's about, and because of what it references. And so, mm -hmm. for me, that game is nostalgic because it's a remake of a game, and Sentimental longing, right? We gotta we gotta define it for video games, man. The, the the definition of nostalgia is years old and is made for like, oh man, I've got this nostalgic feeling right now, which is literally saying I wish I could go back in time. Yeah. And when we're talking nostalgia in games, we generally talk about it being used as a marketing ploy to make you buy something because it makes you feel like you're a kid again. The and, exactly and, being being back in it, like. Right, Hyperlight Drifter, Hyperlight, but yeah, Hyperlight Drifter was not sold as a game that would make you feel like a kid again. But it did for me because it looked and felt like a a, a, a vintage right. retro game. Right. When I'm talking nostalgia on games, I'm talking about them trying to cash in on my age and my experience mm -hmm. in games. And that's what I believe. And that's what not I, I drawing, this whole not Final drawing in conversation. Yeah, not drawing influence from something that came before because that's just inspiration it's simulated nostalgia almost what you're talking simulated about. simulated nostalgia i like that can we coin that somebody trademark that hold on ryan how do you feel ah. about nostalgic games oh because um, i know that you you're one of those guys that likes to keep up with first person shooters specifically well not all call of duties but this year got us back into call of duty you did have black ops 4 but you played it very little um you're more of a, a trend keeper than a than a. I'm gonna go back to this thing that I love a lot. In fact, it's kind of hard to get you to download things that are older games because we want to get back into them. So, how, how, what what game would have to be remade? What nostalgic trip would have to be given to you for you to, to buy in? Hmm. I I have <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> oh nice. shit! Okay. Good answer. Yeah, if yeah, if they remade a Diddy Kong Racing, like 
Mario Kart style like it is now, like mm-hmm. I would I would be all over that. I'd buy like a Switch the, like they did with Crash Team. Yes. So does it have to be a, a remake for you to be involved, for you to care, or can you go back and play the original game and care? Oh Ooh. yeah, I can. I can do both. I, I can play the original game and care. I actually, I think I have the original game, and I break the N64 out quite often. Um, but yeah, it's. I think for me, with the nostalgia, like back then, and every time I talk about games that I used to play, is like, man, this used to look so good. And then I play it, and I'm like, this looks like straight garbage right now because <laughs> of just yeah. we. I mean, we're so fortunate to have ten. 1080 and 4k and we can play games like that and so going back like i can't play you know goldeneye on my 4k tv i i feel like i need to break out a tube tv to actually probably be able to to see what's happening a little bit better <laughs> you sure to actually <laughs> I, enjoy it yeah. i need i need to downgrade my television to actually play these downgraded games um <laughs> mm-hmm. so i for me nostalgia doesn't only really picks up in like like when Halo Two, whenever they were doing the whole Master Chief collection, they were remaking everything. Like Halo Two's on there. I'm like, man, like that was such a good game. Playing like land parties and garages. You know, everybody's bringing their TV. Like I, I'm thinking of all this stuff. I'm not really feeling like I want to play it, but like it bring it brings back those memories like a lot. But I don't know. I don't know. Nostalgia doesn't really get me. Like unless it's something that I've I was like. Die, like to die for like a banjo kazooie if they if they if they remade banjo kazooie i would be all over that i played that so much as a kid like it's it's really dumb but i i, I played the hell out of it I, I wonder if there's a deeper connection the older you are to nostalgia um sure. like does does super mario one or even pong right and, and this is definitely aging myself but even pong <laughs> Like, does that have this? Does that hold a, a harder, uh, like, hold on me than it would someone whose first game was in the two thousands? Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, like, Call the Call of Duty. Fucking the first Black Ops is the first video game experience. Like, so, <laughs> you know, like, because I've had kids come up to my art table and ask me to draw a ghost from Call of Duty. Like, that's a character for people. <laughs> <laughs> who, who? I was like, who? Right. Ghost, Ghost, straight up was the the character drop for season two of the this most recent Modern Warfare. Right. He was the big reveal. Oh shit, Ghost is back. The Atlantic said in 2015, nostalgia is ruining video games. I have that article pulled up right now. Yeah, I've, I was skimming through it. It was pretty interesting. Um, none of it seems extremely topic uh, topical. But then Kotaku in 2019 said, while nostalgia for video games is uniquely powerful. <laughs> But, yeah, because uh, you experience games different than you experience uh, mm-hmm. movies or books because you can actually influence them. Yeah, but it is a marketing tool, as you guys said earlier. They said uh, in the midst of, um, oh, where is it? Um, oh, shoot. They they mentioned a bunch of sequels. And then, uh, yeah, Halo 5, Metal Gear Solid 5, Shenmue 3 sold a bunch. But then, like... Uh, where's this one game they just said that came out it just did really bad then yeah an original game comes out and tanks but if it's black ops 3 you're gonna bank if it's halo 5 you're gonna bank you know um yeah that's just selling that's franchise man that's franchises they're selling that's nostalgia too right no yeah of course it is i mean i mean you're i think call it 
I think Call of Duty is probably prob- one of the more unique examples of this because it applies in more ways because it's one of the few game franchises that's been around since PlayStation 1, right? There's very few games that have been that long-lived and as frequent, right? Like, if Call of Duty was less of a frequent release, I would argue it's more a nostalgia thing. But we get one every fucking year. Can I read these two and paragraphs? It, at that point, it's just a book. Two paragraphs? Yeah. <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> enough, interestingly enough, those 37-year-olds are a part of the first generation who can feel nostalgic for old games. Gaming doesn't have much of a history before the 1980s. With all due respect to Pong, no one reminisces about the time they wild away hours moving a paddle. <laughs> That's probably not true. But, so nostalgia for games is a novel phenomenon that the industry's taken note of. One of the biggest announcements to come out of 2015 E3 was a remake of Final Fantasy VII, a beloved 18-year-old game. IGN named it th- number three on their list of the 11 biggest expo stories from 2015, a list that's remarkable in every entry except one about a sequel, a remake, or an existing game. Uh, l- lastly, with the exception of a big-name franchise like Star Wars, moviegoers tend to groan at Hollywood parades of remakes and sequels. Look at the anemic reception to Term- Terminator Genesis, or the debacles that were Spider-Man and Fantastic Four reboots. Meanwhile, when a Final Fantasy se- uh, V remake came out not long after seven remake was announced, the biggest complaint was that it hadn't received the same attention and care as, its, uh, as last time. It's rare to see Hollywood franchise get so many sequels and remakes that it hits double-digit installments, but it's all but it's so common in gaming that hotly anticipated remakes can dominate the year's news. It's pretty interesting. That covers like everything we just said. <laughs> when I was in late twenties, I came to the realization that I'm going to be a video gamer for life. I'm going to yeah. play video games until I'm till I can't hold a controller, mm-hmm. right? And even then, I'll right. find another way. Um, <laughs> and it was a realization, and I was I was talking to someone who wasn't a video gamer, and we were having a debate about it, and I said, just so you know my generation is the first generation with video games like we are literally the first generation that like was born into video games um and like yeah. have that experience like i remember my first atari. i remember my dad got an atari like yeah. i remember the, the 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 glee i had getting an nes like the yeah. pure joy like i was on top of the world like i remember that as a kid like under 10 you know, like and that, going that, to Blockbuster to rent a video game was one of the greatest experiences bro, of my life. <laughs> me and my cousin Jerry walked a few miles. And, you know, he was thirteen. I was maybe fifteen, maybe around that age, to just to go to Blockbuster to rent video games because, like, yep. it was that serious. Yep. Like it was. It's it's a. We have a different history at our age rate. At our at me and Ben's age, we have a different history with video games than yep. someone who's who's much younger. Because it, it's it's literally been lifelong. For you guys, it has been lifelong. But we is we were around with VCRs and cassette tapes. You know what I'm <laughs> so saying? So like, yeah, so was I. Were you old enough yeah. to buy VCR tapes? Yo, dude, I bought Tarzan in plastic clamshell, motherfucker. <laughs> Why you gotta ask the motherfucker? Just because I'm, I'm <laughs> no, that wasn't like that aggressive. Nostalgia that makes was... him emotional. I don't know your life. <laughs> did you Angry. just beat me? <laughs> I did. Angry nostalgia. <laughs> But I, I, like, like the article, like the paragraph she just read said, like there is a deeper nostalgia for people from our age range. That's why there's 1989 Batman Funko Pops that are tearing up Funko right now, dude. Like people are hardcore getting Joker, uh, Joker with his makeup half off from 1989. Michael Keaton's and Catwoman and Danny mm-hmm. DeVito's Pops. They're, they're this month, these weeks popping, and that's their bank. Their bank <laughs> is our age range. You said popping, and I hate it. 
You say like slaps, pop. and you we all slaps. hate it. Yeah. So. He talked about pops <laughs> popping, guys. It's a little different. No. But they no. are popping. Pop, pop. You know exactly what I meant. Pop, pop popping. Pop. What was he going to say? Pop what? <laughs> pop what? Magnitude. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, man. I think that like there's a big difference between what we're talking about when when pop does a specifically nostalgic thing to sell collectibles and video games remake a thing because they think people. I mean, I guess it's not. It's the same thing. It's not. It's not hugely different, but like, hmm. Funko Pop worse. is only successful because of nostalgia. That's their whole business model. Well, it's <laughs> not their whole business model. No, yes, facts. it is. Facts. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yo, you like this. You saw this, you liked it, here's this. Well, that's, okay, that's... See, that's different, because they make a referential product. They don't have any original products. Yeah. They do. Yeah, they do, but that's beside the point. So, yeah, if they have original stuff that's not based on anything that's pop culture... What's their biggest sellers? Marvel? Star Wars? Yeah, there's... But that you... But the argument... That doesn't work for me because, like, pop only makes things that reference older things. Yeah. So yeah. saying so that's their, business that's their whole business is nostalgia. It's not nostalgia, though, the whole time because I don't I didn't buy the Star Wars shit because it was nostalgic. I bought the Star Wars shit because Star Wars is a thing now and I like what they're doing here's now. The, here's what they're saying. And, and I, going back and buying the 1980 Tim Burton uh, Batman shit is nostalgic because it's a 30, it's a 40 year old movie. So we need to know the bulk of their business then, Caleb. It's not a 40 year old, 30 year, 30 year old movie. The Tim Burton movie was 91, was it not? 89. 89. So it's a 32-year-old movie. Yeah, it's a big difference than 40. I'm just... I said 30, 40-year-old movie, I guess. Math. I hope we can talk about this for a long time. We're going yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> Gets him every time. Uh, but, like, I want to know the statistics of Funko Pop. If it's possible to break down how many sales go into how old a thing I'll right? email yeah. them, I don't, I don't, email I don't, them I don't right now. Ryan, please get on that. I'm sure it's at <laughs> Mac.com. I know from I know from working retail recently, the majority of the pops we sold were Fortnite, Star Wars, and Stranger Things. That's all recent. Yeah. We had a few collectors that would come in and buy the Jaws ones when they came out. But at that point, it's almost like they're just... It doesn't if even you, feel like you, nostalgia anymore when Jaws Pops come out because they only make a few of them and they come out randomly and you go, oh, there's Jaws Pops and we we just started making them and we're going to make only a few. So you're going to have to buy this first run. And that's more like, a, oh, we need to get it because it's brand new and it's going to be a collector's item. They don't mass produce. They don't mass produce nostalgia. You, they take they capitalize on it. Let me tell you the most expensive Funko Pop on in the world right now. Clockwork Orange. Clock, clockwork Orange. That's nostalgia, dude. That's I think it. it's. I think that's probably the most expensive pop in the world because it's the hardest to find. No, D I mean, sure, Dumbo. I'm gonna tell you all the ones that aren't aren't Freddy Funko because that's their license, but they they you know whatever. Dumbo, um, another Dumbo, Ken Griffey. Nostal this is all nostalgia. The top tens are nostalgia. If it's not Freddy Funko, uh, Booberry, they don't make Booberry cereal anymore. Nostalgia. <laughs> so that like they can make two of them and it still doesn't mean it's gonna pop. Like. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll choose another word. It mean it's still going to sell <laughs> slap. Well. It's not going to slap. So like it, they can have like there's limited editions that I have that aren't worth a lot. Like so lim so limiting the the edition is not the same as make creating nostalgia. Superman, uh, you know, like all these are old 
franchises. 1970s Elvis is one of the most expensive pops. I, yeah, I think those are the most expensive because they build them in limited runs. No, they had. Like, and like, why is Tupac and Biggie the biggest, the, the super expensive, three, four dollars a pop? They're impossible to find. Are they? I have one. Yes, I have Biggie. They're not impossible. You don't. To find. You don't have a three thousand dollar one, do you? No, because I don't have three thousand dollars. Did you have the opportunity to buy a three thousand dollar one when I it was some, on sale know, for sixteen dollars? I know people who bought. I know two people who bought Biggie when it was ten dollars, and they just got it because it was Biggie, and they didn't know what Funko was. Yeah, I sold the guy two Biggie, uh, Biggie, we, and we a Tupac, Tupac pop, and Great he sold story. them both the next day for four hundred dollars each. I don't see the argument in that supply and demand negates the nostalgic selling. Point. Nintendo. What Nintendo frequently. When they released Amiibos, we had lines out the door at GameStop for people to come get Amiibos that were brand new about games that were brand new. And yeah. the next day they were selling for thousands of dollars because they didn't make more for another 10 months. That's supply and demand. That's a different. But no, idea. they made that's the manufacturing. That's manufacturing shortage. Check and that's what pop. Now. That's what pop does. No, man. Yeah, Nintendo. Those prices for those Amiibos went down. Those prices for Nintendo went down because Nintendo went back and went. Sorry, we didn't mean for you to make these collectors' items. We wanted everyone to get one if they wanted one, so they made more. And so the value that people bought two thousand dollars for a fucking Splatoon girl Amiibo went way back down. Now you can get them for six dollars because they made dozens of thousands more. I think the only people like Funkos is because the value goes up. No, I'm saying that the only reason those pops are super expensive is because nope. barely anybody has them. Dude, you just your story we... you just told negated that because you got a shipment of a big and pop Funko that were classic that would that never never just kind of fell through the cracks. So obviously they worked but I worked of them. But 300 is not many, my dude. When so you sell hundreds of thousands of products, they made a lot of them, but people didn't know we the got... value, so it went up cuz of fucking nostalgia. No, we got two tech and, and i worked at gamestop you got a pop we, that came out 15 years ago 10 years ago i worked at gamestop for five years that's the first time i've ever seen those pops it wasn't tell me they're making a lot of them tell me they're making that. a lot of them if i can go right now to ebay and get one for 300 dollars, they did not make a few of them well if you go find the one that the go find the clockwork orange one you said that's the most expensive one go find it for cheaper than what they've got it at that's not the point we're not talking about the price of nostalgia we're talking about they're making their business is nostalgia <laughs> I'm pointing out that $300 for a Biggie Pop means more of those were made no, than your, the Clockwork Orange one. Your connection to the amount of and price for Funko is incorrect. As a, as a person who has 400 Funkos, I'm telling you that that is not their model. Like they, That's not what drives okay. value. Okay. I know, I know many people with Funkos that are very expensive. That's not what draws it. So why would the like Steamboat Willie Funko Pop that's about a character that's 110 years older than the Clockwork Orange Pop sell for less and not be as big a collector's item. Because it doesn't, it, like, they don't care. People don't care to have it. Like, it, literally, there's a Funko Roy from Rick and Morty is is jumped up in value to 250 bucks, to so 200 bucks, I think, because it, it, was hard, a, it was harder to get, so that does lead to your point, but people like that character. They like the whole story. Yeah, they so, could put out a they could put up Funko Pop of my character and make five of them, and the value wouldn't go up. Exactly, dude. <laughs> a lot of a lot of exclusives don't get value because of their exclusive. Like exclusive exclusivity is not the it does it works for Jordans, but it doesn't work for Funkos. What? Yes, but, it does. Hang, hang on. So, <laughs> yes, it so does. To, to, hang on, hang on. To to Beck's to, to Ben's point, um, you okay. said your char- <laughs> your your character as in um. Butcher, butcher Queen, Queen, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so what if Butcher Queen blows the fuck up? 
Yeah. And it's the comic. Mm-hmm. And they only made five of your pop. <laughs> yeah. That shit's going to be incredibly Hundreds expensive. of thousands of dollars. And Texas yes. said multiple times that's not their business model. The reason you'll find some pops are absurdly, almost comically expensive is because they're produced in limited quantities, like a few thousand, and along with the limited quantity, they are released in specific locations like Comic-Con or Disney World. They can only be gotten in a few places, and there's only a few of them made. What? Is that... What? Give me the source. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, hold on. Let me double-click on it. Hang on. Let it load. Let it load. That's not Yahoo Business. I don't give a shit. (laughs) If it's not Yahoo... Oh, it's not Yahoo Business. Oh, cool. Hold on. <laughs> We're burning the midnight oil here. We Burn the midnight oil. Yeah. Does anybody, Tech, I think you do. I. It's this really short video of the most recent uh, console boot-up sounds. Is, is there a way you, for you to play that in the stream? Like your sound samples? You have to email it to me. It's in the show notes. It's, the, it's a whole YouTube video. Oh. Yeah, just, rapid fire, he, just rapid fire, just rapid fire boots up. Right, let me know if you can hear this. Negatory. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't hear anything at all. Right, give me a second. Let me route my sound. <laughs> Jabril said, who's got the popcorn? That's tech. I've been trying to mute right. my mic every time I eat. Oh, and, and <laughs> Ryan. So I'm not, <laughs> I, don't feel, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to mute my mic when I do eat the popcorn. So this is an article from Vox.com. Who? Vox.com. Never heard of it. Say say it again, Tech. You never heard of Vox Media? I thought you were going to make Who? Who? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Vox Um, is huge. By the way, by the way, I said it earlier, but um, remakes uh, are pointless. Very, very pointless. So I'm just going to put that out there. I, I literally hate the ideas of of remakes like like <laughs> call of duty modern warfare 2 just released a remake for the campaign mm-hmm. who the fuck buys a call of duty game for a campaign i like there are people out there there's people out there that will do that but i do that i would say probably what 85 percent of the people that buy call of duty yeah. are like i'm playing mo- i'm gonna be playing multiplayer That's a very yeah. but but That's a very but the thing that statistic the thing that like I'm pointing out is that they waste so much time and energy. I actually I don't know how much time and energy they put into it, but it's time and it's energy lot. used to make the to remake this game that they could have been doing something else. And then but they're going to put a, that's a, more of a gamble, right? But they're going to put a sixty dollars price tag on something that's been remade that they could have been wasting all this time and energy on something else and making like like Call of Duty itself, Modern Warfare is literally probably the like the worst menu experience I've had since <laughs> my Nintendo 64. Like it's it's atrocious and but, they can't put that energy into that fixing this game, but let's let's remaster something. They tried something new a few years ago. It was called Infinite Warfare. It's the worst reviewed rated trailer on YouTube. It's maybe one of the best Call of Duties. And it's really good, but like it's maybe one of the best. It's it's, it's the business, Ryan. It, it's it's easy money. Well, it's not easy money, but it's money, right? It's it's guaranteed money to remaster something than to try something new. Trying something new right. is risky. Yeah, especially for AAA companies that Assassin's Creed make a game that costs five hundred million dollars. Assassin's Creed has this fantastic gift of being able to try something new every installment. 
but because it's Assassin's Creed, people are going to buy it because it comes with the right. name. It's pretty interesting. I, I just you think know. it's weird that, like, when Modern Warfare 2 came out, the the same amount of people that bought that game are not going to buy this game. Why why waste the resources? Oh, because when you're doing a remaster, it's significantly less overhead than when you do a full right. from the ground no, remake. I mean, I, I get that, but still, you're yeah. you're still wasting your the resources on something that you're not getting the same amount of sales. Yeah, it was a good campaign. People played it, but people <clears throat> also bought that game and never touched the campaign. I haven't it played. Also, I haven't also, played Modern Warfare's campaign. Yeah, that's a shame. That's great. It also may cost them way more than you think, uh, way less than you think, because most of what we're getting with Modern Warfare is remastered maps from Modern Warfare Two and Modern Warfare One and Modern Warfare Three, and they redid most of the assets while making that game anyway, because they have plans to have soap and obviously. Uh, Ghost and Roach and all those other characters are going to be in this Modern Warfare. So those assets have already been done. And they may it may have just been like a team of 40 people slapping a skin on an old game. They didn't do the redo the engine. They didn't redo the cutscenes. They didn't redo, you know, it's just the old game that looks a little bit better. Right. So But I mean, that's just one example. Like they didn't yeah, do it sure, that game. Sure. But like Final sure. Fantasy, they completely disassembled and rebuilt <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I don't want I don't want the next 10 years to be all the games that I loved in the late 90s early 2000s being remade. But like Final Fantasy does sound like something I really want to fuck with. It's and great. a lot of people really but liked I, it. It's so unique. Like go yeah. play it on PlayStation like two, It's so unique. There's there's <laughs> there are so few things that have I mean I don't have a single memory of a game getting this sort of attention that Final Fantasy VII got with a remake. Yeah. It's just it's just wholly unique. And I can sure. see why it took five years to do it. Sure. And I argue that it's impossible to render the rest of the game in that amount of time. And I fear that it might be another five years before we see the next one. Maybe not. A lot, of, Like you said a second ago, there's a lot of assets already rendered. Unfortunately, the rest of the map doesn't look like Midgar. <laughs> so. Oh, no. All right. All the characters are there, animations, you know. But maybe with the sales and the success, they've got a bigger team now, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Um, uh, yep, go ahead. Are we? Is anybody working on getting that sound to play, or are we just gonna? Not, not gonna happen. Damn what it. was the What was the sound for? It's just uh, all the boot up sounds of the consoles for the last since PlayStation. I can play it out loud, oh. and you guys can hear it through my mic. But that's the only way I can do it, like for the whole. The whole thing. I mean, we can queue up the video and I can play it so the stream hears it. Yeah, do that. Yeah, um, do that. And then I'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's um, here's the thing. Or we could just link it and then people can. I just want to experience it, it with all of you guys live right now. Uh, There's also the chance that it doesn't work because my computer's going to be super fucking maxed right now. All right, well. True. Fuck it. Yeah. The, uh, the Series X needs to bring back the original Xbox boot up like the amoeba in the middle yeah kinda... that's that's in this video man yeah yeah i saw yeah. I, I i watched the video earlier and i saw that i was like man they they really just it's more plain the more you go like why like why are, why are these just simple <laughs> getting simple yeah like come on now you you went all out for the original xbox and then you're like we have more technology now let's do less yeah like the series x I would love it if they 
this is this is something nostalgic. I would love it if they would allow you to do menu skins from the original Xbox 360 or the Xbox One, and like you can make your system look like the original Xbox. I would I would enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Or ma- or make it look like 360 or something like that. That's For sure. Probably, it'll probably never happen, but I would enjoy For that. Sure. And to where you can upload CDs to your Xbox, like you could on the original Xbox. I love that part of it. I miss my old Xbox because they have so much music that I don't have. Yep. <laughs> you could burn. You could burn all your CDs on that shit, dude. It was so good. Was, and then was, and then play the music. Feature. Oh yeah, oh, that was, was super so lit. Oh. Man, I missed that. And and they had like the equalizers and shit like that. If you just had it in music mode. Of like different scenes in the background that were that were playing with the music. Oh, it was so good. Speaking of music and nostalgia, you guys remember Winamp? Fuck yeah! Remember the Winamp skins? Yes. Weren't they crucial as fuck? Yes. Like, weren't they amazing? Like, yeah. How come what iTunes is that? Are... <laughs> are you serious? Straight up. Oh, Caleb? Shit. Uh, hey, I, I mean, can... I know, I know what it is. I've no, he doesn't. It, but did I you didn't not, use did you it. not see his face when you said something? <laughs> Nothing. He, he no, de- like he I don't, I don't have. Had, he no was idea. like. He was like, I know, I've heard it. I've heard it and I've read it. I don't, I never You're lying. It. You're lying straight okay. up. Tech, go the ahead and continue. Google Winamp skins. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember the visualizers though too. Yeah. Oh my God, they were so good. I used to play, uh, I used to get high with a bunch of friends, put on some trance and put on this visualizer where it was like you're going down this psychedelic tunnel. It was like really. The, for like an hour. That hasn't incredible. been a good visualizer since Winamp. Nope. Because iTunes has a, a visualizer today and it's like trash. This is pure trash. But dude, the but tunnel like, was like 3D, and then the tunnel would like evolve and pulse to the music and shit. Like, dude, it was, it was like vector. It was vector graphics. Dude, my computer's listening to me because you said you said type in vector, no. Winamp, and as soon yeah. as I typed in Win, it filled in the rest of it. Yeah, dude, this is yeah. some bullshit. I like it. Hey, <laughs> uh, Discord will let me share my screen with sound. Shall I try it? Yeah. I mean, go for it. No sound. Come on. That's some bullshit. I can hear it. <laughs> well, yeah. Weird. Now, now, now make the noises for us. Oh, volume. Yeah. Volume. Okay, ready? There you go. There it mm. is. I like the next part. Yeah. Shut up. When you talk, it dims it, dims it out. Okay. Tech, I need you to like read all these out as they as they pop up so the the listeners can hear it. PlayStation and like two. a real real radio voice. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. <laughs> up next, PlayStation 3 original 2006. Oh fuck. So long. That's not good. That's not I good. love it. <laughs> PlayStation 3 Slim 2009. I like the Slim one. I like the Slim one. Wait. Nope. Maybe I didn't have the Slim. It's the same thing. It's the exact same fucking thing. Maybe I had a different one. Hang on. Hang on. PlayStation 4. Oh, this quarter is, 4. This one's 2013. false. 2013. Subject to change. 
Nope. Nope. That's not what PS4 looks like. Someone made that up. Yeah. Uh, Someone's like, I do shit. graphics too. They just learned ne- After Effects. <laughs> Nintendo 64, <laughs> 1996. What's interesting about that one is I think that was in the commercials. Yep. Nintendo GameCube 2001. <laughs> That's a really good logo. That's good. That one's really, That's really good. good that one's really Nintendo good. Nintendo Wii 2006. Boo. That's the wackest one out of all of them. So that that was the awful. Boo. Wii U 2013. Boo. <laughs> okay. All right. Xbox nice. 2001. Xbox. Fuck so yeah, dude. So good. Ugh. Love it. I love it. Xbox 360 original 2005. This is that like whom? That's really good. Yeah, too. man. All I can Simple. think of Red Rings of Death. <laughs> Xbox oh my god. Sixty Connect two thousand and ten. Yeah, that oh, Xbox yeah. One is just like that's it. <laughs> it just pops up Xbox on the screen. Xbox One, November two thousand. Yeah, let's see what their let's see what their guess was. Oh nope, that's very much it. Yep. It. Yep. Yeah. Boo. All right. Sega Boo. Master System. All Sega the Master systems. System. 1986. <laughs> that's that's dope. I love Se- it. <laughs> Sega Mega Drive, 1988. AKA Genesis. Seven years old. <laughs> so loud. Yep, you're welcome, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Dreamcast, 1998. Which was ahead of his time? The system. Oh, yeah. yeah, except you could. That I respect it. Deeply yeah, nostalgic. Respect. Sega Saturn 1995. I had a Sega Saturn and I loved it. Yikes. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it. headphone wearers are going to hate that. <laughs> Atari Jaguar 1993. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more. <laughs> One didn't go with the other. That was like a meeting they fought on. That last note was sour. Boop, 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 boop. All right. That last note was straight up sour. Doesn't come through right. I'm not kidding. It was just a cube of fucking Jaguars just spinning in the center. Yeah. I want you to know. I want you to know. I want to apologize to the whole podcast because I have been distracted for the last 10 minutes because I've been researching Pops. And oh I can't find anything that says anything but the fact that the most expensive pops were limited releases, like the sure, holographic, man. the holographic I mean, I, Darth dude, Maul. I mean, okay, we'll holo- say, we'll hold on, the holographic Darth Maul that's super expensive was made. They made four hundred and eighty of them. Okay, that's sure, man. it, and you could only get it at Comic Con in twenty sixteen. So, okay, I mean that's that sells for two grand because you can only get but those. It's yeah, all yeah, based yeah. on nostalgia, and just because it's limited edition does not mean it's going to be high in value. Is my only point. Like that's I business can agree with that. one. Sure. That's literally business one on one. If I make sure. if I make something that everyone loves, which is not going to be fucking Fortnite pops because that's brand new. But if I take something old and make it limited, people are going to want to buy it. Woo. Okay. 
Facts. Yeah, if, if you make some super obscure shit, but you only made five hundred of them, it's, nobody's gonna care. It's no one obscure. gives a shit. Right. But it has to. It has it's to be Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, dude. Of course, bro. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. We good. We got yes. it. We got it. Of course. Of course. I read somewhere in this article that like My nostalgia only makes up a third of their sales, but I can't find that anymore. So I'll look for it later and share it later. Um, man, there's a lot of questions been added in here, um, but like, I think a lot of them are nullified by our reclassification of nostalgia. And argue. What, what was the reclassification of nostalgia? Uh, the fact that nostalgia only means uh, a, a product of the past, not a recent. Um, not, not a not recent production that pays homage to or reminisces. Sure, of. sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. like a lot, yeah. Like, I mean, of course, does nostalgia ruin sequels? We kind of went over that. Um, you know, are graphics only an indication of games as retro or a nostalgic aesthetic? Which we sort of again we sort of classified. Is it? Yeah. Is retro is retro aesthetic. also nostalgic? You know, is being a retro being 16 bit Stardew Valley? Is that a nostalgic aesthetic? No. No. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an art style. Yeah. That's yeah. been around for a long time, but that. So that the fact that it looks almost exactly that, like the game it's paying homage to is not nostalgic at all. Is a hand drawn anime from now nostalgic for hand drawn anime from the eighties? No, not necessarily. Right? Like it it can be absolutely. And I think if I'd played, if I'd been one of those people, or if Sarge had been one of those people, I don't know if you did, but like if, if we'd played a ton of Harvest Moon, I did. Then maybe that game did that. Did you? So does you did yes. play a lot of Harvest Moon? Yeah. <laughs> See. Um, yes. So yeah, maybe maybe that maybe that hit him differently <laughs> because of that. But like I didn't play a lot of games that looked like Stardew Valley. Um, but I play like back when I was younger. But I've played like Celeste and Stardew Valley and. Yeah. Name Fucking one more. <laughs> That's name all of them. Uh, you like rock and roll? Time, name all of them. Super Time Force. Super Time Force Ultra. Uh, a lot of the things I put at the bottom were things just that I thought we could mention uh, as as games evolved, but we didn't really go. We didn't really like follow the timeline of video games because we didn't have time for that. You know, <laughs> just like the, as games struggled to evolve as we went full motion video, and then as we struggled to go 3D, and then. You know, now we're struggling to be like ultra photorealistic, just stuff like that. But you know, I think yeah, we. I think that's kind of covered that's kind of technology. If technology is not trying to outdo itself every time, then it's probably gotten stagnant, mm-hmm. right? Do you guys have a game from your past that has not been remade that would instantly be a purchase for you when it got announced? It's Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Yeah, we yes. Never heard of it. Sure. Never heard of it once, dude. That game's fucking incredible. And it was made by one of the biggest game directors in the industry. Oh, yep. Wait, have I heard of this game? You probably have. It was big. I played this game. Yeah. It was dope <laughs> as fuck. Oh no, I love that conversational evolution. What? That was amazing. <laughs> I I think I had Legacy this game. what now? Legacy of Kane. K with a K. Not as in Cain and Abel. And I totally Soul, this game. Soul Reaver. But Soul Reaver is just one of them because they had four games, Caleb. They had Blood Omen, which is like a top-down strategic uh, dungeon kind of game. And then they had Soul Reaver 1 and 2. And then they had... The f- then they Shit, had, I played that game too. <laughs> yeah. <What> the- <laughs> and then they had, the, they had the one where you played the vampire, the, the white-haired guy. 
uh, fuck, maybe there was five games then, because he had his own game. And then there was Legacy a finale. Legacy of Cain, Dead Sun, Legacy of Cain, Defiance, Blood Omen. Hold on, I've got it pulled up. The games in the series are Legacy of Cain, or Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain, Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 2, Blood Omen 2, Legacy yeah. of Cain, Defiance, and Nosgoth. Blood Omen 2, you were like this vampire king, and you could suck people's blood from long range in this like airstream kind of thing. It was fucking incredible. Oh, all right. And then Why Defiance. Game? Defiance was this amazing, beautiful finale. All the stories wrapped up, and like the uh, the lead guy like had to sacrifice himself because part of his soul was in the sword or something. It was fucking awesome. Um, Amy Hennig, dude. Amy Hennig, who went on to make uh, Uncharted, fucking crazy, fucking incredible. And then, yo, these games were Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, yep. That's fucking. This is a, these games are a large part of video game history. And sort of sleepers, so I could see why they wouldn't get remade. But the fact that Medieval on Sony from Sony got remade and this didn't, I was like, come on. Who cares about Medieval? That game could not have sold well. The remake? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Oh man, themes of destiny, free will, morality, redemption, and the hero's journey recur in the storyline, which was inspired by ancient literature, horror fiction, Shakespeare's play, and Gnosticism. Man, the story the the dialogue was incredible. I always said, and I, I tweet her about once a year, I was like, please make a fucking book. Can you just turn these into a book, please? <laughs> once I would read a year. These. <laughs> she, she's gonna I bug Amy to remaster this game about once a year. She's like, going to block day. you one day. Probably one day. One day. All right, so let's ask the question. Let's, let's pass it around. Yeah, so, sure. Ryan, yeah. What so do you, Ben what you, says, what is ben the says game that, that if they remade, you'd be all in? Mine's remade, already right? re- being re-released. remade right now, Command & Conquer. Fuck yeah. And I'm and buying Kong, that sure. shit instantly. And Diddy Kong, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm so buying that like remade or just re-released. No, it's being remade. 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 Okay. Because but, remakes, uh, re-releases are just like. Yeah. Yes, they're in a, they they capitalize on nostalgia, but they're not like building something that's dependent on your. I need it because it reminds me because I'm younger. They're just re-releasing something. Okay. And re-releases are cool because whatever. But remakes. What are they gonna? What game is gonna spend its resources to make something you loved back in the day something you're gonna love again tomorrow? Okay. What's yours, Caleb? That's a tagline for a company: making what you loved yesterday what you Today. love tomorrow. <laughs> um, for me, yeah. shit. Yeah, you have fuck. one. I know I oh, do. Oh, fucking I just... thirteen, of course. <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, no, okay. yeah, sure. That's already being made. I wasn't gonna say that. Oh, okay. Yeah, fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siphon filter. No, because oh, Splinter Cell's Siphon filter's dope, but Splinter Cell's Siphon filter better. Um, Jade Empire, maybe. Yeah, that's a good answer. I, I fucked with that, that game. Yeah. Old Bioware game made right after they made Kotor, where you chose different different uh, doctrines of martial arts. In the beginning of the game, rather than choosing like mage and paladin, you chose like Shaolin or Kung Fu, and oh, it was so good. It may it probably sucks now, but it was good then. Ooh, Advent Rising. Hmm, interesting. That game was dope. Yeah. Why did it, Why did I not a hear lot of, it of was... any of these games that you guys are talking about? But you said that a minute ago. But then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Soul Reaver." <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. all of Caleb's. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck. I made uh, Jade, Jade Empire was an OG Xbox game. I made a Rising game. looks like a before Halo. 
game. Like they, it looks almost like a like a copy. It was actually a, it was actually more a predecessor of um, Mass Effect than anything. They had a lot of it industry hype, and then the game just wasn't very good. It was written by Orson Scott Card. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that guy's great. Tech, did you say yours? Not. I did not say mine. What is yours? Um, I'm in a in a good position that the games that I played back as a as a as a child, a lot are still being made every year. Uh, Sports Madden, games, right? Yeah. Um, NBA Live is dead, but that's besides the point. So the first thing that pops up to my mind of a game that I played, I loved, and never got that void filled again would be Tenchu. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sheesh, what a great answer. Thank you. It was a game that I played. I loved it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I never. Did you see the gameplay for uh, Sushi Ghost Man? Of Sushima? <laughs> for the who? Sushi Man. Sushi Man. Sushi Man. <laughs> Ghost of Sushi Man. <laughs> it goes, I haven't seen it. Ghost of Sushi Man. Uh, it kind of feels like Tenchu, bro. Yeah. And I, you know, I probably have seen it if it, if it was on E3 in the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's the one I did like get excited about. That's probably between that and Sekiro. Those are the games that when the trailer started, I'm like, Tenchu, Tenchu, Tenchu. And then mm-hmm. it's not Tenchu. But I'm like, well, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, I'm down, I'm down to play Ghost of uh, Sushi Man. <laughs> you can Sushima. only say that a few more times before it becomes radically offensive. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Tsushima, right? The Ghost yeah, of Tsushima. Su- they pronounced it differently in the thing. They don't say Tsushima. They say Tsushima. Tsushima. Tsushima, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, well, <laughs> Young Thunder said in a song 20 years ago, you say Hiroshima, I say Hiroshima. Yeah. And it, it's, 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 that's always stuck to me. Well, there's uh, Hideo Kojima, and then there's Hideo Kojima, mm-hmm. right? Same guy, yeah. different emphasis. Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Kojima-san. Yeah. This, this looks dope, but I keep on seeing I keep seeing cutscenes in this trailer. Like, I don't want to see cutscenes. I want to see gameplay. Yeah, there's a more, a more recent one that's 18 minutes of all gameplay. Yeah. For for uh, Tsushima. Um also, it's got a black and white film green mode that plays out like an old Akira Kurosawa samurai movie. Yeah, so the cutscenes get like drawn out and like duels actually like slat in and mm-hmm. you get like zooms into the guy's hand as his, he like thumbs his, the hilt of his blade off of the... It's so good. And this is a PS4 exclusive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting this. I need a yeah. PS4, buddy. It looks, it looks dope, but it also looks extremely derivative. And like, I don't have a problem with that. But I have a little bit of a problem with that. How could it not? I wanted more like historical. Well, it might be still they not just didn't with show the way people stuff. react to arrows, <laughs> right? Oh, you mean accuracy? Yes. Yeah. Um, when did you watch that? Did you finally go through and watch it? No, but yeah, please do it like right after this because when people get hit by arrows, it was the most. Whoops! I'm not in the experience anymore. Yeah, dog shit I've ever seen. Like hit. Feet kicking, hitting the like, <gasps> so dumb. I so dumb. Looking like, at the gameplay, uh, I need to wait for reviews before I want it. Interesting. Mm. Sure, I'm gonna buy it because it it looks beautiful and like that's all it takes on PlayStation. Honestly, that's all they sell on. Because <laughs> a lot of their stuff's kind of derivative. So Advent Rising is your answer? That's weird. No, I said Advent more for me Jade Empire, but Advent that's Rising right, was a game Empire, I played yeah, a lot. Okay. All right, game industry, Rising, get on. We'll see you in five years. Yeah. I mean, Knights of the Old Republic. There's rumors that that's getting remade. I do not want and that I old can't... combat system. It'd have to be remade. 
Yeah, just they're starting. Just, they're rebooting it. They're I rebooting it. Starting over. Yeah, new, there's yeah. a there's a delineation people need to make or need to pay attention to, or some maybe they need to be better about making clear that like remakes and remasters are two wildly different things. True, and I think one of the misconstruct misconstruments whatever of Final Fantasy VII is that people thought it was a remaster. It's not. It's a remake. So they shouldn't have expected it to be the whole game. It's also a relatively it's a re- it's a new phenomenon. How many other remakes do we have? Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Um, okay. That. Uh, right. Dirt remade huh. itself. Um, I make dirt every night. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Re- Resident Evil 2 remade. It's not the same game. It's not oh, yeah, remastered. all the Resident Evils have been remade. Yep. Yep. Res, yeah, Resident Evil 2 and 3 are both remakes. And they're going to remake Resident Evil 4 next, and that's going to blow people's fucking minds. Yeah. Well, hey, it's been a Yeah, it's the, it, difference, so. it's the difference between doing, um, you know, fucking Terminator Genesis or just starting over, just making a movie called Terminator and r- running it back. <laughs> yeah, we're just calling it Call of Duty. So, yeah, that's what this was. This right. is mo- just Modern Warfare, not right. 1, 2, or 3. We're starting over. It's a remix. Taking the characters you like, new setting, new story. Doom. Never gone through all the stuff from before. And it fucking it rocks. Doom. Doom. 2016? Ah! No, I think there. I think there's an argument, and I think there's facts to prove that they're consecutive. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Tech? Yeah. Tech? So where are we in conclusion, right? I feel like we're rambling now. We sure, 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 sure. Is nostalgia a net good or net evil? Ben. Good. Tech. Good. Ryan. Evil. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm going to side on evil as well, just because I think the way, the way it's used most of the time is, is as a weapon. Marketing. Not as a, not as a tool. Yep. You know what I mean? It's not used to like, what if we gave them this thing that they love and did it so well that they loved it again for new reasons? It's like, let's just give them that thing that we made back then so we don't have to take any risks on shit. You sound like and we the just people pump who hate full of- all of the modern Star Wars movies. But see, it's a, it, that's a thing. That's the hustle. That's no, I think, I, think that's a, I think that's the opposite. I'm the opposite of that, that dude. I dislike what video games do for nostalgia because most video games that are nostalgia dependent feel like they're shad- shoddily thrown together and they're just like, eh. What are you referring you, uh, to? What? What games are you referring to that are shoddily put together for nostalgia's sake? I mean, look at Medieval. Look at uh, fucking... One more. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Ryan. <laughs> The Crash remake and the Crash Team Racing remake. Replaced. I'm okay. I'm literally describing the two different types of nostalgia that exist to me and why I like one and not the other. I wasn't pointing a finger at model, anything. Dude. Like, it, yeah, it's, what it, it's, a, it's literally a money maker. Right. It's gonna. It's never gonna go away. They're not remaking Big Trouble in Little China because it wouldn't make money. Like they they remake shit that's gonna make money. That's all it is. And but there's a way you can do that right, and there's a way you can do that wrong. For sure. Of course. Yeah, and I'm saying if you make a, and I'm saying if you make a, if you're gonna do a remake, do it because you want to take something people loved in the past and you want to make them love it now for a new reason. That's fine. New Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies, the new Star Wars movies aren't remakes. (laughs) 
the new Star Wars movies aren't remakes, so you bringing that up makes no sense. Well, yeah, it makes sense because the new Star Wars based its last the Rise of Skywalker on your love of Palpatine and your nostalgia. I hated that movie, Tech. And I, I literally it. described the reason I dislike nostalgia that feels like it's just trying to bank on your emotions. But they're all trying to bank on which your emotions. Which is what? do that. That's why we had the Millennium Falcon. That's why we had They're all Bond trying to bank on your emotions. It just ones hit harder than closer to home to your heart than others. So you, you guys hear it. the last thing I say, but forget the thing I said just before it. Okay. Yes, all nostalgia is banking on your emotions. I dislike nostalgia that's only goal is to bank on your emotions. I like nostalgia that wants to take something. That so yes, that's what that's the whole point of having an a Yeah, obviously because you haven't paid attention you haven't said the right thing yet. <laughs> what I'm saying is there are no, there's nostalgia. You guys are both coming after me. No I'm, we're not. Yeah. We're trying... No we're not, Caleb. There's there's two types of nostalgia to me. Nostalgia that's only goal is to bank on your emotions and it feels cheap and it feels mailed in. And then People that actually loved the project and the source material and want to make something good for a new generation, which this the Star Wars sequels to me for the first two, uh, Rise of uh, not Rise of but uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, those two movies felt like they were made by people that wanted to reference the old material and bring those people back, but create a new Star Wars canon for people going forward. That's why we got Rey and Finn and Poe and all Awakens the new was, characters. Was Force Awakens was such a... We're really diverting now. We're trying to wrap. But Force Awakens was literally an episode for, like, Blueprint. <laughs> Is that a- yeah, like, they literally used the same formula for all three. Literally. Yeah. Like, I can, and it's, I mean, it's so formulaic of. and it's so... And it, the only reason you say the last one is whack... And the first two is because you like the first. You just happen to like the first two more. Like the, it's, it's all the same money making scheme using nostalgia. That's why Han I mean, Solo is in the first one, and that's why Luke Skywalker is in the first two. Like that's why they they're in there. That's why Lando Carissian comes back. They're they're playing with your nostalgia to introduce new characters to get you to spend money because they know that if they introduce a new story, it's not going to be as, as successful because new stories in comic books aren't successful. New comic book characters aren't yeah. as successful independently without being harnessed with someone else. Ms. I think Marvel, that's a. I think Ms. that's Marvel's a. not coming out on a, on a big screen without being ushered in with the bigger stars. That's just how it is. That's how nostalgia works and characters work and new characters work. Right, but I think there's a really big difference between what you get in the Last Jedi. Just because you like it, and what mean you it, get in difference. That there's you're it, telling folks. me Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker <laughs> are the same movie. <laughs> Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker are the same movie, with the same goals, same plots, same yeah, same company, same plot, same same way to make you get money, to get money, to use nostalgia to get money. That's the same thing. Uh, there's a uh, there's a down on pretty it Skywalker. There's a pretty distinct difference to me in the way that both of those movies are written. Well, um, yeah, but that's but that's, that's not what we can talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time? It's past time. Yeah, but. We're at an hour and 22 minutes of recording, so I don't know what y'all saying past time about. Well, we did start a few minutes late, but I think we've hit a, I think we've hit the end of this conversation. Right? For you, sure. Yeah. We can fight about it for weeks come on, on end. We can I continue mean, yeah, recording we next week's podcast and just not have one next week. <laughs> 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 nostalgia <sighs> part 2. <laughs> there's a there's a way to do nostalgia right. That's why I think right now Absolutely. It's a well, you said they all have the same purpose, like three they do. minutes ago. They do. They, they so what's so, so how, what's the difference? What's the difference between doing it right and doing it wrong, Tech? 
Your opinion. If you can do it, if you can do it right, how can you do it wrong? It's your opinion. Just so to you, you like how it. is to you tech? How is nostalgia done wrong? When he doesn't um, like it. But I don't like it. It's, it's, it's all, <laughs> that's all opinion based. It doesn't, like you're trying to say, oh, they're doing it right, so like this is how you're supposed to do it. But like they're all doing it for the same purposes, and in your opinion, it introduces if it does it right or wrong. I'm with like, Rise so, of Skywalker. I'm with tech on this one. Rise of Skywalker is an objectively worse movie. No, that's your opinion. Yeah, than, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. No, I think it's I think it's objectively worse, bro. I think it's objectively worse. And I think you could argue and, that the first hour. I think you could argue that the first hour of that movie is poorly written, poorly shot, poorly choreographed, and poorly timed and edited. And that's an objective thing, not a subjective thing. You're There's literally a big trying to say your opinion is fact, and you're always going to be wrong. I'm not. I'm not trying to say my opinion is fact. I'm saying I think that there's a more, there's a bigger consensus that the first half of that movie is poorly put together. This end of do you think the first? Do you think the put together? Do you think the first half of Rise of Skywalker is poorly put together, Tech? I, I personally don't like the Rise of Skywalker, but that is okay. Mean, so hold on, so, that, stop being devil's advocate. Stop being devil's advocate. Is, bro. This <laughs> Ryan, is a nostalgia Ryan, argument. Ryan, do you think the first half of Rise of Skywalker was put, well put together? Which one's that? Cool. Ben, do you, <laughs> ben, what do you do you though? I think we did. the entire Star Wars machine is a big Disney Mouse Lucasfilm nostalgia machine, and when they deviate, we get things like uh, Rebels or um, the video game, the last the Jedi one or whatever, or uh, Clone Wars even deviated quite a bit. But it's still all nostalgia based. Like, oh my God, Obi Wan faces faces Darth Maul. That's crazy. It's all. It's a big nostalgia machine, and how it gets put together is uh, is you know a different form of the debate. But you can't argue it's not nostalgia based because it's it's that's all it is. Oh, the Millennium no Falcon point. has a square radar dish on it instead of a circle. Oh, that's at, that's at, you know they, like they, they put the dice no point, in it from the original no, at, movie. At no point did I say that they weren't nostalgia-based. I'm just trying to wrap it up in a way to say that one is nostalgia, one is not. It doesn't matter how good it is or how good it's not. It's like that how well it's executed is is subjective. You think it's you know slapdash and, and held together with Elmer's glue when somebody else might go, that was fucking brilliant. I can't stop crying. This movie is great. This is a perfect way to do nostalgia. I feel completely honored and satisfied. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, no, that movie's literal trash. <laughs> so yeah. like, it, it's it's on a person by person basis, you know. Terminator Genesis. Somebody loved Terminator Genesis. Trash. Okay. Yeah. That's sure. Right. So, was that movie objectively good? Where I mean, it's you, you. No matter how like, no matter how at the end of the day, because Ben loves that subjectively good uh, conversation. Yeah. You cannot take an opinion ah. and make it a fact. No matter how no. you try no, to no. place it, you just cannot do that because there's always going to be an exception to it. Okay. Just because you love it doesn't mean it's good. Just because you hate it doesn't mean it's bad. Exactly. But I that's not always true. There are objective truths. That's why we review movies. That's why we you have... Say, you say that. You yeah. say that. And I would disagree because, you, again, you can uh, the, the definition of opinion will make it not a fact. Majority opinion? Sure. But that doesn't make it a fact. There are objective truths to quality. There is things that are objectively better because of their quality. But there may there is the, objective the, truths to that, quality. That that does not make it a fact. I mean, qual- yeah. Well, okay. 
because in the definition of opinion and fact, one cannot be the same. Well, I'm going to just repeat what I said. Just because you love it doesn't mean it's good, right? You can, like, we, we you've done this You can before, have the garlic, right? cheese fred, garlic cheese bread from Emo's. You might like better than the garlic cheese bread from a five-star restaurant. Yeah, you right. know. So, and there's right. some idiot who likes a 1980 Nissan Datsun more than a Tesla. There's some idiot in the world. <laughs> like, well, that's that's yeah. just that's just what it is. Yep. I do. Right. Thank you. But oh. when you're going, when you measure zero to sixty, there's an objective truth here. So, right. What, what, what do you mean zero? To, we measure zero to sixty. Yeah. Uh, if a, if right. you have two cars, there's there's a yeah. fact that this car goes faster. That's a fact. Right. Yep. It's not an opinion. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, how how pretty the car looks, that's the opinion. True. And it could be shit colored versus diamond. Okay, you know, this is whatever. My Still closing opinion. statement, and I will stop responding. So we have one more person not contributing to the conversation. There are objective standards to storytelling. And when you don't do it right, it falls apart. And you lack quality. And that applies to everything in which a story is told. Every medium. That's my closing statement. Until we get to wrapping up. <laughs> All right. That was a, like a seven-minute diversion based on asking people whether or not they thought that nostalgia was good or bad uh to recap ben said good tech said good ryan said bad i said bad uh the young one said bad and i wasn't allowed to say bad because i'm young and oh, stupid to some people ask me again yeah, in 10 years podcast. and i'll see if yeah. i change my mind when i'm your age yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the right um, attitude that's actually the right attitude on that I love you guys. We should just have most of these conversations ten years from now, and then you can tell us then that we're still ten years younger than no. you. That's never going to change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird. It's like we're doomed to do this for all eternity. Um, anything that you guys encountered this week, you want to share with people? You can or cannot have an answer to this. It's up to you. I've already said a shower. <laughs> I I I try to clean Yikes. my list. I tried to clean my lens and I made it super smudgy and oily. You so did. now, like, <laughs> you my did. like you're in a sauna. <laughs> yeah, so dude. Like, why, I, yeah, why is there so much moisture and I, all over? I, and I have this, but I can't find my microfiber. I can't so read that. It's a screen cleaner. <laughs> this is a electronic cleaner. It looks like yeah, it's let's all do a, Let's there. do a TikTok transition. I'll give you a microfiber cloth. White. <laughs> white. 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 Would have been dope. Yeah. <laughs> he wipes it one more time and he. He doesn't call me young and dumb anymore. Anybody else have things they want to share? Um, um, uh, Jet Lancer just came out on Steam. Uh, it's like 10 bucks. That's fun. I like it. Yep. The music's fucking great. Uh, it's really fast and twitchy and good time. It's challenging. It's really cool. Oh, nice. uh, did I talk about Ghost Runner last time? I did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. You did. Yeah, we're not watching anything new because we're just going through the MCU stuff. Amazon uh, has great shows, and they just uh, did a show called Upload, um, which is about it's um it's kind of a um, comedy slash crime slash existential. Um, so basically, when you die, you get uploaded, kind of like Black Mirror type shit. But it's really entertaining, really good, really good actors. I I forgot the name of the lead, um, but you've seen them before. I'm glad you said uh, something because the trailer did nothing for me. Uh, you know the lead is uh, the lead is Robbie Amell. It's uh, 
Steve Stephen Amell's brother, Green yeah. Arrow's brother. You know what's okay. funny? What's funny is the trailer. I saw the trailer while I was looking at something on YouTube, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll watch that." And I watched the entire series in one day. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. It's tongue in cheek, but it's good. I think it's good. Right. I watched. Uh, it's not new, but it's new to me. I finally started watching Fleabag. I watched the first season in a day, and that show's fucking great. It's very good. I will not bore you with the details, but you should watch that show. It's very good. Um, first season six episodes. I think the second season six episodes. So you can skip, hop, skip, and jump through it real quick. Um, Ryan, anything new or notable you want to share? <clears throat> no, um, but Tech, I don't think you had seen the last episode of Dave the last time we talked. Did you end up watching that yes, one? Yes, I did end up watching it. Um, I loved how it ended. I thought it was in- incredible. Um, I feel like the last two episodes, the way they end, are moving almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys saw the episode at the wedding, the wedding speech episode. Yep. That's one of the best written episodes I've ever seen of any show. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, the one where his buddy comes out is bipolar was fucking. Dude, I, really I, I watched that with Aaron last week, and yeah. I got moved to almost to tears again. Yep. Like his performance, like yeah. he's not a fucking actor. He's right. literally a rapper and a yep. hype man, and he. Pref- he gave a performance that you would think a seasoned actor would give. Yep, right. It was very impressive. Makes you wonder yeah. how I mean, that's hard just acting your, is. That's just your. That's just your opinion, man. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder how hard hey, acting is, though. This is actually uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm useful kidding, information. Um, <laughs> Does that mean acting is not really that hard? No, I, I tried acting <laughs> once. It was so difficult. The most. I was in a Batman fan film. Um, that ended up being like on I forgot what the screen ran or something did a top 10 Batman fan films it was on the top 10 I was in a scene and it was the hardest thing I ever did in my life like I was immediately I was like this is this is a skill that I don't have (laughs) I haven't lived a very hard life but um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean is is acting hard or is it easier to do when it's you're acting your life because I mean he's 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 telling He's telling his own story, so exactly. he, he knows yeah, like, something genuine. Yeah. I think they say that. The greatest actors always say, pull from they your own life. find something genuine. Yeah. 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 You know, a lot of people, you know. Peter you... Jackson told Christopher Lee to imagine what it would feel like to be stabbed in the back by a friend. And Christopher Lee turned to him on the set of Lord of the Rings and said, I don't have to imagine. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, man. That, that guy, dude was a fucking That guy's fucking champ. history. He needs a movie. Um, yeah. I just saw and Lee, that, and Lee Pace should play him. I just saw that the Justice League could be cut into six one-hour parts for HBO Max. Jeez, that's yeah, how not, much extra footage they shot. I'm not getting HBO for this, so I need someone's login. <laughs> Do you not get it if it's not HBO Max? Do I have to spend more than fifteen dollars a month to get it? Was that our Smurf fact, Ben? By the way, no. <laughs> okay. While we're figuring that out, Ben, do you have a Smurf fact for us, or do you no, need to just, search it? Just give me a second. Let me be very clear. If we have to pay more than the $15 a month that I'm paying for HBO so that I can get HBO Max so that I can watch, what, the three things that are coming to it that we know of so far, I just won't do it. I just won't do it. But at the end of the show, no. (laughs) Uh, Or one of us will do it and we'll share it with everybody. Um, But at the end of the show, before we wrap up, we give you one fun fact to take home and think about for the rest of the week. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're scary, sometimes they're confusing, like the fact that McDonald's made bubblegum-flavored broccoli. Um, but they're always fun, because they are fun facts, and they're called Smurf Facts. Tech, do you want to hit us with that sound bite? Smurf Facts, oh yeah. <laughs> mm. 
I love it. Ben, what you got? A dozen bodies were once found in Benjamin Franklin's basement. But were you aware that the fact that multiple skeletons were found in the basement of Benjamin Franklin's London home? The bones were discovered during a 1998 renovation of the house and were identified as being from nearly a dozen people, including six children. The most plausible explanation is not mass murder, but an anatomy school run by Benjamin yeah. Franklin's young friend and protege, William Hewson, wrote The Guardian. That's not to say there wasn't any funny business going on. The resurrection men could del- the, the resurrection men could deliver bodies stolen from graveyards to the Thames Wharf at the bottom of the street, while there was a weekly public execution at the gallows on the other side of the garden wall. So, uh, so they used the distraction of an execution to steal bodies. Yeah, and then awesome. and then host uh, an anatomy school in their basement. Yeah, because that was back in the day when like um, when doing autopsies and shit was considered bad and was illegal like you got sent to prison if you did autopsy because you weren't supposed you weren't supposed to defile the dead or something like that i'm glad that rule stuck though to be honest i don't yeah well (laughs) yeah i'm glad that one stuck. it it didn't it didn't though because we can do autopsy i can now no, no one, in, no one a, in the chat can, dude. <laughs> no one could in the world before that. No one could in the world before that. You couldn't. You couldn't open up a body for science. It was illegal. So that rule does not stand anymore. That's changed, though. I mean, that that ebbs and flows through time. Sometimes it was legal. Sometimes it wasn't. So. Yeah, but, just like yeah. in the Western world, it was not because yeah. Egyptians did it all the fucking time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, Western world sucks most of the time. Anyway, this has been our podcast. <laughs> um, we record this every Wednesday, as you know. We post it on every Friday, as you know. Um, you can find anything that Nerdy Bits does at nerdybits.com. You can support us at nerdybits, or, sorry, patreon.com slash nerdybits. Um, you can follow me specifically anywhere it's important, at lubwub. I'm mostly on Twitter, but you can find me on Instagram and Xbox and PlayStation with the same tag. Ryan, where can people find you if they are interested in what you're doing? And what is your stream schedule like? Sergeant Sodium. Uh, I'm on Mixer, Instagram, Twitter, and Xbox. And uh, I'm redoing the stream schedule because I am closing a lot. So I haven't played. I haven't streamed in like three days, four days. So I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, I will update my Twitter and Instagram whenever I figure that out. Dope. Goodbye. Sounds good. <laughs> Dope. Tech, tell us um, where we can find you. Uh, if you have any projects you're working on you want people to know about and what your stream schedule is like. All right, this or is uh, Tech Supreme. And you can find me uh, everywhere <laughs> on using Tech Supreme, um, YouTube, Tech Supreme 1, uh, and Twitch, uh, Tech Supreme. So check me out. My, I stream uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, just follow for the details on time. Dope, dope, dope. Ben, where can people find you? What's your stream schedule like? What projects you working on? I am... Sketch Sawyer everywhere. I am streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday from noon to three. Um, and I am about to start Butcher Queen 2. And I'm open uh, open to commissions forever. I'm also going to start 3D modeling. I'm also, I'm designing, I'm going to start with uh, ships and crafts, spacecrafts and whatnot. And I'm going to design them in 3D and put them on my website. Because I'm going to start making video games. So... Fuck yeah! Yeah, 3D modeling. All right, is everybody. Fun. Can be. It's hard, <laughs> we'll but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for sitting in and hanging out with us while we <laughs> argue mostly mm-hmm. about stuff. Uh, it's it's fun though. It's fun. It's all in good fun. I don't hate anybody here. I get a little testy sometimes. Sorry, Ben. It's okay. Come, you get better with age. Anyway, play more games, everybody. <laughs> and that's been ten years. Sure, that's been ten years. If you haven't, you should. These things are fun, and fun is good. Uh, for a silly goose time, right? That's the that's the addition to that. Silly goose times. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Uh, we will be streaming in a second. Bye. 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 Bye.